Hey, what's up, guys? It's Chris. Listen, I want to talk to you about some of our sponsors. First and foremost, we talk, one, first one I want to talk to you about is JC Innovations. JC Innovations is an engineering service business that provides engineering support for orthopedics and medical device businesses, including medical technology. But this is the thing. This is the thing. That's like saying that Kobe Bryant was a basketball player. I mean, this is, I mean, I appreciate this thing that they wrote up for me, but really, let's really talk about what they're It's complete, total innovation happening in the orthopedic business, right? Where some of these guys are happy with hips, knees, right? JC Innovations is pushing the envelope of technology and innovation in the orthopedic industry. With, with over 15 years experience making medical products, they are prof not just proficient, they excel at navigating regulatory requirements for the, the government, the FDA. Think about all the nonsense it takes to get your product on the market with the FDA. JC Innovations, they've done it for 15 years. They can get your product to market, both and as well as regulatory bodies outside the US. Blessed to be a part of this community, they do their part and contribute to it. JC Innovations supports helping hands, right? Helping hands. If you don't know about helping hands, helping hands, J Jody put together like an Iron Man hand for my buddy's little girl, Zoe. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. It's not just about pushing innovation, but it's about helping community. If, you're, if you want to learn more, reach out to Jody. You want to maybe you want to be partner with them, you, Jody, how they can help your business. Contact Jody at JC Innovations through the contact page on their website, jcinnovations.com. That's jc-innovations.com. They're excited to hear from you. Give them a call. Tell them I sent you. They might take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. This is the Freedom Cats with your hosts, Chris Black, Seven King, and Jody Claypool. Produced by Jack Claypool Audio. Freedom Cats reviews movies, politics, and entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the Freedom Cats. <laughs> Freedom Cats I, uh, is... Sorry. Right. I always like to catch content if there's any specific content that you know we're, while we're just bantering it's it's kind of fun to to catch that so yeah yep. sort of the uh, the deleted scenes of the freedom cats oh, yeah. podcast is there like a blooper freedom cats is brought to you by man we're, we're growing we've got a bevy of sponsors Stefan. It, yeah it's a bunch yeah first of all we've got obviously hoplore serving you in leesburg the hoplore tap room what's the if I go in there right now, what's the best thing I could get on the menu? Mm. Best thing on the menu. <clears throat> well, I, I didn't mean to stump you. No, you're good. Uh, the hero's back. The hero's back. Yeah. 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 Just like Dave Grohl. You need a hero. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, I, like, I like where you hey, went there. I come with I, the dad jokes. Could, yeah, that's that's no, what they cool. have you me on the show for. With hero, you could have gone a lot of different ways. <laughs> but you went Dave Grohl. I respect that. I respect that. Uh, and then uh, we just did uh, the new taco of the month. Uh, which is uh, Al Pastor. El Pastor. Al Pastor. So it's seasoned uh, seasoned pork. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, luck with uh, the very traditional, more unique uh, Mexican style tacos. So we did the birria, we did uh, suadero, uh, and now we're doing the Al Pastor. And most Mexican restaurants do, don't do that type of stuff around here. So uh, we like to we like to live in that space where it's just. Like, you're not going to find this type of stuff around. Dang. So serving you in Leesburg, what's the phone number? 574-453-0496. Uh, nice. We're yeah. also brought to you by Travis McConnell, lawyer, restaurateur. Esquire. Esquire. Thank you. Yes. Uh, you know, every week I try to think of what that word is, and that's it. You <laughs> nailed it. You nailed it. Uh, we're also brought to you by 110 Craft Meadery. Food and lawyers, man. We're thick with them. That's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. Food and lawyers. Uh, so Freedom Cats is also part of the Freedom Cats podcast network. Shows are growing. Little Red Barn bringing you all that hot agriculture news. 
the top news in agriculture. And the thing is, they, they dumb it down. I've learned more about agriculture in like the first four episodes than I did in 15 years of living in Indiana. Chris and Coyote breaking it down for you. All the, all the news. Wait, no, Chris Coyote, Ryan. Ryan and Ryan Chris. Ryan and Chris Coyote. Coyote. Yeah, Ryan and Chris. Uh, also, Studio Couch, producer Jack, bringing in all the local bands, music acts. There's a, there's a scene, man. There's a scene. I don't know anything about it because I'm, I'm straight. My mix of choice right now is Yacht Rock on Spotify. You guys mess with that at all? <laughs> Fix your lives, man. Little Doobie Brothers. Little Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but producer Jack, he knows exactly what's up. So let's be sure to check him out on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you get your podcasts. Freedom Cats is coming to you live to us from Hoplore Studios, downtown Warsaw and Market Street, soon to become, talk about heroes coming back. Yeah, absolutely. I can't tell you how many messages I've gotten. Good old Melindo Acapulco. Melindo Acapulco is yeah. coming back. It'll be right here, downtown Warsaw on Market Street. So be sure get get them. Once they get all settled, be sure to check them out. I'm, I'm super stoked too. I talked to, uh, I, I, I talked to Manuel, who's one of the main people and they, uh, they come in at like six o'clock to make tamales, uh, a lot. Cause that's, I mean, that's what people rave about is Socorro's tamales. Yeah. And I'm like, is there any way that I could possibly, you know, pop back there and, and see how to do it? He's like, Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so that's the difference between you and me. You're like, I want to learn. And I'm just like, can I just pop back there and get some? <laughs> just hand them well, over, I mean, I've, I've had it in the back of my mind for a long time up at Leesburg to do some like interesting tamales, not like right. traditional tamales. So you're, and you uh, already said, nobody's doing tacos, right? Maybe you can do tamales, right? Yeah. 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 Right on. So the freedom cats podcast is a show where we focus on local politics, local culture, film, everything else. We got some special guests with us today, representatives from the Kosciuszko County Sheriff's Department. Sheriff Jim Smith. Good morning and thanks for having us. Sheriff, you brought some friends with you. Who's with us in studio? <laughs> he brought the backup. I did. Yeah. He brought the backup. The which backup. we're going to talk about we got when, a, when we got another police backup lingo. or not. We're yeah. going to get to that yeah. in a bit. There you go. So I got uh, Chief Deputy Chris McCann. Good morning. And I got my public information officer, Sergeant Doug Light. Good morning, everybody. All right, Doug's Doug, Doug's here to make sure you don't say anything off cap. It's gonna give a. This is the sign when he when yeah. when the sheriff says something that you don't that might reflect. Well, he'll probably it. grab a hold of this cord and just start dragging just start it over. Right, right, So the Freedom Cats podcast. It is a book club with no books. We get together, we bring something to the table and we talk about it. And then at the end, we vote on whether or not that joins the cat cannon, right? If it goes up on the shelf, it gets the stamp of approval of the freedom cats. So I asked Jim, I said, Jim, you know, obviously I'd like, you know, I think it'd be, it's only natural that we, uh, we talk about a police, a cop movie. And I'd like you to pick the one that's, you know, closest to your experience as a police officer. And weirdly he picked training day, which I think is weird, <laughs> well, but hey, no judgment there. Wait a minute here. I don't think that's how the, <laughs> I don't think that's how the question was, was posed to me. So no, not, yeah, of course yeah, not. Yeah. Of course not. No, we gave, you know, obviously, uh, there is a, a rich pantheon of police movies, but man, you picked a good one. I mean, we can do the vote, but stop. Uh, no need. Training right. Day is just one of the best for me. So I, I'm a big Denzel Washington fan, so, I mean, it, it made sense on that one. But yeah. like I spoke about earlier, it's not, you know, indicative necessarily on how So this real isn't how life, it goes? This but, is, but it's good for entertainment purposes, okay. right? So, so like, I mean, real, before we de delve into the movie, if I was to say, a, give me a percentage of how realistic Training Day is. Oh, gosh. Well, they they Hollywood it up, you know. So, I mean, it, it's I'm a Denzel fan, uh, just like the sheriff, but they put their little Hollywood sprinkle on it. So, <laughs> it's just a sprinkle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very minute. Very, yeah, we're talking like point zero 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 one. Absolutely. So, there, so, so there's no Alonzo Harris's on the force. No, no, no. there's not. Okay. No. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, uh, 2000, I believe 2000, it was made in the two thousands crack research as always film starring Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke. It's a story of, uh, Ethan Hawke's character who is, uh, seasoned, seasoned police officer trying to join an elite narcotics unit 
uh, manned by such folks as uh, Lonzo Harris and Dr. Dre. So right. you know that you know it's it's a crack team when uh, Dr. Dre's got your back. Um, story of uh, corruption in the police force, right? Um, what, Jim? What was it? Why? Why training day? Talk to me. Why? Why did this come to your mind? Yeah, that's a good question. And I thank th- you. I think it goes. I, I mean, did you figure out what year it is? Yeah, 2001. Yeah, 2001. I was going to say, I, th- I think it was well before I was even in law enforcement. So it inspired you? Yeah, so no, not necessarily. I mean, <laughs> here's the deal. I mean, when you're, Denzel is just that character for me, that that actor that just, he can do it all. Yeah. And so when that, you know, when that movie come out, I mean, I was obviously always had a passion for, for law enforcement. Sure. I had no idea until I watched it what it was even what it was going to be. So to my surprise, but I liked it, right? I mean, it was just good entertainment. Now, obviously anyone with half mind would know that that's, that's not realistic, but it sure is for good entertainment. Um, and I think there are pieces in there that you can, uh, you can imagine, especially being in the big city. Like that's like, that's a, you know, that, that was shot in that some of that stuff is real in terms of the narcotics and how big of a game it really is. So, I mean, you can take some pieces of it and, and, and would you guys agree that, I mean, there is some reality to that when, it, when you come to the narcotic. It's a big game and, and it is, narcotics are prevalent here and everywhere in the United States. So, I mean, it's, um, so there is some truth with that. Now, the way they combat it um, isn't necessarily like we talked about the way that we we, so like, we go about it. So. so so what I'm hearing you say is that like a narcotics officer doesn't get high in the middle of the day. Right. 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 In the middle of, not that, in the middle of an intersection <laughs> with his partner's gun yeah, to his with head. With a gun to the head, yeah. Right, right. No, right. That's, that's, that's not realistic. <laughs> I had hopes, man. I mean, I looked at, like, I had hopes that maybe that's how it went down. So, Chris, I, I question your, your, your list here because... You know, kindergarten cops not on here. Oh, we'll get to the list. We'll get to okay. the list. No, you're right. It was a guard. So we're going to do later on in the show. We're going to do a a, a cop movie fantasy draft. Um, and I I sent the guys. I just I was in a rush this morning. I was like, I just went on to the old uh, the old chat GPT and said, give me a list of the top twenty cop movies, thinking I could rely on our AI overlords to get me a good list. And man, it just spewed crap. I mean, it's there's there's some winners in there, but sure. Now you remember the. And I'll be honest with you, when you sent me the text asking me my favorite cop movie, I wasn't even thinking about this podcast. I just thought it was a random Chris Platt question because I do get some of those. <laughs> sure, from sure, me. sure. But do you remember the first one that I told you? Oh, yeah. Super Troopers. Super Troopers, right? Now, okay. So if you look at it, totally in, opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Yeah, those are two very different films. <laughs> we got here, so. Two very, so let me ask you, if if Training Day is one realistic, how realistic is Super Troopers? Probably pretty close. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot closer. It's a lot closer. <laughs> uh, but both really good for entertainment purposes. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> Yeah, Doug's giving me Doug's giving me the kick. Cut that part. Cut we it. don't know what you're talking about, meow. <laughs> well, oh, oh, shoot! Oh. We didn't even do the intro. I got so joked. Yeah, Freedom Cats. Uh, sorry, good, good, good call, Doug. Let's do. Let's real quick just All to right. remind everybody. Yep. Stefan, Jim, Chris, Doug. We are the Freedom Cats. <laughs> <laughs> right, meow. Right, meow. Right, meow. Right, meow. So, um. In training day, you've got Lonzo Harris. You've got uh, Boyt. That's his Coit. name. Coit. 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 Yeah. Uh, Jay Coit. Nice call. Um, the, Hoyt is trying to join this elite narcotics group. Um, and to do that, he kind of has to go through a day of, uh, it's almost, it's like an interview day, basically. Well, that's what he thought it was. That's what he thinks it yeah, is, right? Now, um, the movie lets you know pretty early on that Lonzo Harris is in some trouble. He's in serious trouble. He, uh, <laughs> as you do, come on, we've all been there. He got in trouble with the Russian mafia. I mean, <laughs> an yeah. all too common, an all too common problem. Um, and he's got to get uh, what million dollars? Million yeah. dollars. Million dollars by midnight that same day. By midnight yeah. that night yeah. to uh, to prevent getting killed. Um. One thing I liked about that too is that a lesser movie shows that scene. Like he beats up 
a guy in Vegas, one of like a made guy that he wasn't, you know, but a lesser movie shows you that like lays it all out. I like that this movie kind of just, there's little, little hints here and there that kind of lays it out to you. What happened? Stefan, what do you think about training day? Oh, I think it's a great movie. I mean, he, I, I don't know. I like the, uh, the whole way he treated Hoyt, um, coming off the, uh, the uniform and trying out for something new. Um, kind of a bit of a hazing if you will and then uh, at the end you find out that this was a plot the whole time that he was basically setting him up as a fall guy the whole time at what point and i'm just curious because i got an idea in my head but what at what point do you think that officer hoyt realized that all right there's more to this than what i thought it was because at the beginning of the day right he thought this was a yeah. opportunity of a lifetime i have 19 months on the on the force and i'm going to join this elite division and yeah, kisses his wife yeah kiss his wife goodbye brand new baby and and off to work and it's don't don't point. don't screw this up but there was a point in there that he had to realize all right gigs up there's more to it than what i thought so where did you think i, that I, was? I think when they went to that drug dealer's house and uh dug up the money i think that's that's where his like his uh light bulb really went off and then uh it it came to a but a completion yeah. when he gets to the 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 house with all the mexicans oh, we'll, we'll talk about um, that and yeah he's gone <laughs> and they're like oh okay well scariest this, card this game is a ever, right? yeah. yeah yeah um but he's still rolling with he's still rolling with alonzo after that when they bust rot so the way that alonzo gets his payoff he's gonna tax one of his long time guys Friends. right yeah they were just there earlier that day right? Yeah. right yeah um but that guy's like not i mean he's a, like you said he's a big time drug dealer here's a question i have about actual law enforcement right are there and i, know, I think i know the answer to this already but like do we have the super criminals like you do in the movies. Like there's always like the top guy, like in Lethal Weapon, right? It's like the Gary Busey guy who's like the super criminal. Like, do you do you have the top guys in that you like you know about and we're just trying to build a case to bust them? Well, Chris Chris and Doug been around a lot longer than me in this in this field, but I'll tell you, just in my short career, you hear a lot of the same names over and over, a lot of repeat offenders. Okay. Um, and it kind of goes back to like when I first got in law enforcement, I guess it hasn't been that short, almost, you know, 18 years or whatever, but was it 90% of the, the crimes committed by 10% of the people? So you're dealing with a lot of the same people. So over time, it is some of those repeat people that whether you want to place them on the level of like, you know, cartel or it could be where some people's mind go to when you ask that question. But here in Kosciuszko County, it's the same people. Yeah. oftentimes that you're dealing with so there's people pulling strings behind 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 the scenes and uh, we deal with a what you would call the front line every day and and you are trying to get to the people that are pulling the strings what i say they're you know what you see in the movies you know in the penthouse not here in warsaw but but sure but similar um yeah there's okay. there's always layers and over the years you know, you're always trying to fold through those layers, and sometimes before you get there, they fold. Got so, you. Got you. Like I kind of always kind of referenced, you know, if, if you can picture in your mind like the NCAA basketball tournament bracket. Okay. You know, and you got to, I like this already. You got to 64 teams, you know, so you know, your, your number ones are, you know, they're, they're, not in Kosciuszko County. They're they're like you said, doing all this legwork. Maybe you know, in another another country or, or far far away. And you know, we deal with those you know, first and second. And and I think we've probably maybe I, I don't know that we've ever hit the sweet sixteen. Hit the sweet sixteen, so mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. um, but you know that that's where we kind of you know, that first, second, third round yeah. type players, you know, and um, you're getting in probably more to the, the federal level that are, you know, pushing further, further into that bracket. So, so we're, so we're, we're, so Kosciuszko County to you, uh, mid-major, right? Might yeah. make it to the... Yeah. Well, what's like interesting it, about where K we're County's at. the butler of yeah, we're the butler. Of butler. That's but everyone, that's a good analogy because you remember a few years ago, Butler made the yeah, 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 yeah. The, the national stage. So, yeah, I mean, 
That, that's a really good analogy, actually. Uh, small, smaller school, but every once in a while, they, every once in a while, they, we, yeah, they, we hit the big they, time. Yeah. yeah, I think I think so for sure. So they go and visit. Uh, so again, Alonzo has his own agenda here. You know, Jake Hoyt's just trying to, you know, he's 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 showing his best. He's trying to do his best. Like he wants to get into yeah, this. Excited year. to be there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Much like a butler, right? He's just happy to be there. I'm just happy to be here. Um, and then. Uh, after after breakfast, uh, they bust up some kids. They get some drugs, um, and then they're walking around. They see this young girl getting yeah. accosted yeah. and possibly raped by a bunch of crackheads. Right. And you know, Jake Hoyt gets on, straps on his cape, jumps in there, busts it up. Uh, you know, saves the girl, um, and then they go about their way. Hey, what's going on? It's Chris. I'm here with Stefan. Bro, we need to talk about this messed up thing you did to me mm. this Makes week. Makes a lot of arrests. What's that? You His know what you did. Good. Let's tell them. Well, that's what he I'm sitting at the office. Okay. Stefan sends me this picture of a turkey bacon BLT. Looks like the best freaking sandwich I've ever seen in my life. So I I don't remember that you've got two locations. So I run down to the Warsaw location to get the delicious burger. That's but, interesting. Or excuse me, sandwich. Okay. But going back to the question. Wasn't there, asked, but I still got a good pizza. Some of those things that Hoplor, like Ghost to Spot, your two yeah, locations. Hoplor up in Leesburg. Yep, historic uh, mill location. 110-year-old uh, feed mill. Pretty cool little spot. Super chill. Super chill. Incredible well, menu, right. or like something like that. Even the rape of a ghost spot minor yeah, here in Warsaw. Yeah, ghost spot, new idea. Uh, we are hosting uh, guest chefs and food trucks uh, for about a three-month stint, uh, bringing you a new menu every three months that way. Unbelievable! I just recently had the pizza. In his mind, at least, incredible. Do or die does it up. Do or die, do or die pizza this month. So good, Stefan. If I want to know where which menu is which, so I go to the right spot. Where can I find you? Yeah, you can uh, actually find all our menus at hoplore.com. I think both the menus for the uh, the original, the mill location, as well as the new ghost spot here in Warsaw. Uh, you can yeah, find us physically located at 100 South Old State Road 15. That's the mill uh, in Leesburg. And then 307 West Market Street here in Warsaw, Indiana. Best food, best beer you're going to find. Hop Lore Brewing, two locations, Leesburg and Warsaw, the ghost spot. Warsaw. Drug cop, but Check them out. Check them out on the web. But he's way Absolutely. You can line. always reach out I mean, to us by way, Facebook way as well, on, uh, Instagram, you know, and uh, all the other socials. The right way for sure. Well, it's kind of like Boom in. in. Neighborhood he's got like Boom in. And coffee. You remember Lonzo. Yeah. yeah. Bad so guy. Like, there's a sprinkle of community policing in there, but how did he acquire this? <laughs> mm. Makes a lot of arrests. His numbers are good. Well, that's what he says. Okay. Right. We tell them they build jails because of him, right? Right. Or Fifteen thousand years sentenced, or whatever he says in that. Line. Do you guys keep Do you guys keep statistics in their head I, I like that? I've never done that. You've never done that. <laughs> like, no. But there's guys. There's guys. Okay, yeah. so there's guys who think of it that way, who yeah. like gamify it. That's interesting. But not many. Okay. But going back to the question I asked you, if you start thinking like some of those things that Alonzo, I mean, like you talk about those two guys in the alley with the girl, they just let him go, right? Yeah. And the officer Hoyt's like, wait a minute. I know. I realize I come for patrol, but it's like those people need to be booked. In, right? yeah, it's like right. we just witnessed this big yeah, right. crime. Lonzo's a whale hunter right. at this point, like something like that. Even the rape of a minor. Yeah, what's for he him, say? We're, I'm a professional angler. I'm after the big fish or right. something, something to that effect. He yeah. says. So we let them go to get to the get to the big one. So, yeah. Um, he's our Ahab. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right. Or he's yeah he's 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 in his mind at least right. He's big time. Right. He's not messing around. You know, he's not messing around with the kind of stuff we see necessarily in Kosciuszko County, right? He's he cares about the next level, next level. He's a he's a power school, right? He's in the college football yeah. playoffs. I, I think for his character, his knowledge, um, the people that you know, he knows who the who the players are, and he has his contacts and and maybe his informants. And I think he probably is really really good on that end of it of, of knowing the ins and out of you know being being an undercover or or a, you know a drug cop but i mean 
but he's way across the line. I mean, he's way, way across the line on, you know, I'm doing things the right way for sure. Well, it's kind of like when he goes in the neighborhood and he's got like toaster ovens and coffee. You remember when he goes yeah. in the yeah. neighborhood? Yeah. So it's like, there's a sprinkle of community policing in there, but how did he acquire those such things that he's given out to? Right? Like, so. I had a buddy back home who was a state trooper in Alaska. And when he had to go out to like villages and stuff, he'd go to Costco and get detergent and just crates of gallons of milk and detergent and stuff because, you know, in the villages in Alaska, a gallon of milk's $45, $50. I mean, it's, you know, so that was a good, that was way, that was his way of kind of greasing the wheels of policing by befriending people like, hey, here's a $100 bottle of detergent kind of stuff. But policing's different in all ways. So I've heard, I don't know, uh, what do I know? I've only been on the opposite end of it. Well, I think what I was going to mention too earlier that sometimes people forget around here, like we're right in between South Bend and Fort Wayne, right? Chicago too? Do we see, Chicago. you got stuff coming out of Chicago? So, like US 30 is a main vessel for a lot of that stuff, right? Yeah. With with narcotics and stuff traveling in or through Kosciuszko County or through Warsaw proper, so for sure. So we know how Lonzo Harris deals with narcotic policing. What is what does narcotic policing really look like in a community like this? Do we have narcotic units like he does? I mean, is there? We do. Yeah. Um, I, I would tell you the the skeleton is is similar. Um, you know, they they're taking that information they get on the street. They're they're formulating that information and and working informants to get more information. They're taking the low-level people, trying to get the information to get to the next level, to get to the dealer, take that dealer to get to the bigger dealer. And that's always their dream is to get to your to your mother load. Mother load. And so there's like CIs in this area. There are. Really? Yes, okay. Okay. But neither you nor I will know anything about it. Well, sure, sure. No, that makes sense. <laughs> but that, that's there is, therefore that, the CI part of it. Right, yes. yeah, it's the yes. confidential piece. Okay, that's interesting, though. Like, I guess, again, listen, I know what I know in movies and TV shows and stuff, so this is cool. This is interesting to know, like, what really happens. Well, Chris has been around long enough to, um, I don't know if you want to talk about what what those divisions looked like when you first came on versus... Well, I mean, in the beginning, they actually, the, the narcotics detectives originally actually went out into the field, would go into maybe not the, the bars here where they work, but out, uh -huh. out in the other areas. And they actually would do narcotic busts live in person undercover, and they <laughs> actually made hand-to-hand -hand buys. And, and it happened quite a bit. Um, some of the young guys that I started with were actually doing that. And if you would have seen them at that time, you wouldn't have known they were police Is officers. Is that right? A. Yeah. I mean, we would have thought maybe more like, you know, playing for Metallica or something like that, but not, <laughs> but, but not cops. But yeah. it, it, it was a different feel then. There wasn't a lot of actual in-person, undercover, Miami Vice type type stuff. Maybe not that flashy. You know, the white coats weren't there. but Rolled up sleeves with it. That'd be cool. But yeah, you I guys mean, might want to try that now. I'm just just a thought. I mean, the uniforms are cool. But. Yeah. I think when I started, sure you blend right in. Back in '95, like I wasn't even told who they were. Interesting. Know? And then, then maybe as, as you kind of moved on, you heard a name, and then you're like, "Well, who's so? I keep who's so and so." And you're like, "Yeah, we don't we don't, we don't, don't talk about, about that." It's like, okay. Yeah, in the 90s, there was a guy that was working out of that unit that was hired specifically to work out of it that we didn't know who he was for a year. That's badass. Yeah, and it, it it's effective. It, yeah. If we don't know who it is, how does everybody else know who it is? So, and I, that doesn't go on anymore. The, those type of... Those type of operations, I mean, that, that you're talking about the time of, you know, large cocaine busts and stuff like that. We were seeing larger cocaine busts, things like that. Now, um, with the influx of fentanyl and, and the opioids, I mean, it's a lot of small, you know, user type, a lot more of the user based stuff. Um, they are getting some large amounts, but nothing like what you what you traditionally seen, you know, in the eighties and nineties, okay. where you've seen them getting the kilos coming out of the back of the, you know, the sports car or whatever. So when it comes to narcotics that you are 
actively seeing. It's like you said, it's the fentanyl, it's the opioids. A lot of it, yes. Yeah. What else? Uh, probably one of the scariest things for me that I mean, we were just up in the schools last week. And I mean, as you know, you know, up in Michigan, you can just go buy the marijuana. Right. So, well, I mean, I've heard the, the, the influx of the kids that are walking around with the marijuana vapes and, yeah. and all that stuff. I know everybody says, well, that, you know, that's the base. That's as the low of the low. Well, but you think about it, the two schools we went to, I mean, you're talking about 13 and 14 year old kids running around with, with those vapes and they're readily available to them and they're readily available all the time in a format that's hard to catch because it looks like, you know, the nicotine stuff that's out there and all that. And it, it is, it is definitely running through our youth. Well, some of those things look like you plug your phone in and charge it. You guys, you guys came to a Warsaw breakfast optimist club meeting and showed there was a thing. It was, it was a USB flash drive. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a USB flash yeah. drive. The kid, I mean, what? Yeah, it looks just like the jewels. Yeah. 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 And, and I was actually surprised when I was, you know, Chris and I were, um, well, I think Doug was with us too, right? We, yeah. when they, when they started taking some of those apart and like the hidden compartments inside there where the, the THC and, and all that's stored in there. And it's like, it's so imperative that these SROs, are like educated and a step ahead to know what they're looking for and that type of thing. Because I'll be honest with you, I didn't. I mean, I, I that was an educational moment for me on, on learning what's new and what's out there. And and being Michigan so close, like Chris said, as it is, it's it's readily um, accessible. So, it, just something to think about when everybody's pondering all these grand issues that go around. Is that it definitely has effects, and we have to be willing to to head those effects off. Um, and it, it's, 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 if you have kids that age, my kids are older, but if you have that kids that age, for me, that would be terrifying. Yeah. It, what, you know, how are you going to keep track of that? Cause nobody else seems to be able to. Well, that, yeah, I guess that would be my, my question is like, is there, is there a kind of a tipping point where, you know, the influx and the cost of having to police it. I mean, this is more of on a like a legal standard, like what becomes legal and what becomes decriminalized. Is that how that decision happens? Like they look at it and say the money that we're spending far, we just can't keep up with this anymore. Is that a piece of what the, goes into these decriminalization? Well, I think we're, we're it became appealing on some of these states where that have legalized it. And we've had firsthand conversations with some of those sheriffs from those states that they have legalized. I think that there was a, an idea or a theory that a lot of that, they're going to tax it and that tax money is going to go back to, you know, for law enforcement and those types of things, but it didn't necessarily pan out the way that it was dreamed up to be. Okay. And the consensus I'm getting from a lot of them is the, the, the hassle that they're dealing with isn't worth a little bit of tax money they are getting because of it, if that makes sense. I mean, it's a, they refer to it as a kind of a train wreck, really, where they kind of they and some of them they feel like the cart was put before the horse, um, if you will, in terms of like, okay, you're going to legalize it, but there still has to be a cap amount of what someone can have in their system when they're driving, and and how what tools are we going to give law enforcement to be able to enforce this? You know, alcohol it's easy, right? You got mm -hmm. a PBT and you blow in this and give us an idea, and and we've it's been around for years where we can do our, our field sobriety stuff and get a pretty good you know, handle our idea on, on if someone's intoxicated or impaired. Marijuana is a little bit different because now it's legal, but what is the legal amount and how are we going to be able to enforce that on the side of the road? I mean, that's, that's, that's posed, uh, that's presented some, I, I think some, some issues there where I, make no mistake. I think Indiana absolutely will be one that'll probably legalize it one day. I think they're talking about it at the, every time they're in session down there at Indy. Um, it's a matter of time for sure. Um, if you look at what's going on around different states um, around us, um, it's just a matter of time. But I guess my hope for my position is that they kind of address some of those if they're going to do that, um, and, and don't make our don't make it harder for the guys and gals that are out there trying to enforce the law. I mean, give them the yeah, tools that sure. they need to, no, no to, to enforce it. So. Now, I, I question for you since you talk to people that in in law enforcement in states where it is legal, is you know you talk about thirteen, fourteen year olds having that type of stuff it's readily accessible from dealers at that, at that age and things like that is the regulation on that. As far as like you have to be 18 or 21 to buy it, make it a little bit less of an issue at the 13, 14 year old age. Yeah, you'd think, but I think, 
you know, where my mind goes is it, it's like if a 20-year-old wants alcohol, they just pay someone a little bit extra money to go in the liquor store and sure. get them some alcohol. I'm going to guess. I don't know this for sure, but I'm just assuming that similar things are happening. They go to where it's being sold up there in, like, let's just say Michigan because it's, yeah. you know, 45 minutes away or whatever. And it's slip them a little bit extra money, and they go in and get what they need, and, and there, you, there you go. Yeah, now it's yeah. now it's in the schools. So, right, right, and that protects them. But in the out, the, sure, jeez. The more available something is, no matter what it is, if you're going to look at tobacco, if you're going to look at alcohol, if you're going to look at marijuana, the more available it is there, the farther down it's going to trickle. Because the easier it is for me at 21 to get it it's going to become easier and easier as you go down that path. That makes sense. Um, so to think that that's going to reduce that, I do not believe that at all. I think it will only increase it. And I, I think if you look at a lot of those places, their petty crimes went through the roof. I mean, if you look at how, how they're dealing with a lot of the, a lot of that influx of those small level crimes is pretty much a lot of that doesn't even get looked at anymore. They have to, they have to up their game at the mid-level stuff because there's so much of that small stuff or you wouldn't get the other stuff done. I think they've seen increases across the board, especially in those large urban areas that that first that first implemented those policies. I think they've seen increases, not decreases across the board in their crime rates. Gotcha. Um, that's what we're hearing. When we, when we talk to these people from those areas, that is what we're hearing. Um, that's word for mouth from street level. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, school attendance um, is lower. Um, school behavior, you know, the discipline is higher. Um, I know at one point Colorado had, you know, because they were one of the first states to do it, they had such an abundance of marijuana that it literally drove the, the price down to you know, pennies, like mm -hmm. they, they had so much they couldn't get rid of it. Yeah. And there's some States, um, buddy of mine runs a, what do you call it? Dispensary. Thank you. Yeah. He, he owns a dispensary in Alaska. And when they legalized it, there's all these regulations of what you can sell legally. Right. And you grow this crop and if it doesn't meet the regulation, right, you can't sell it. Well, they're not burning that crop. He's not, you know, He's got a he's got a guy that he and it just, it gets sold on the street, right? They're not just. I mean, it's and that's that's the other thing is that it's been great for the black market as well because there's still a black market, you know, just like anything else, you know, you can buy something from the, you know, you go to a concert or a game, right? You go to a Colts game, right? And you can pay fifty dollars for a shirt inside the stadium, but there's also a guy selling one for five dollars outside of the stadium. It's the same thing, so. Back to Lonzo. Uh, Lonzo, he uh, earlier in the film, you know, he gives Jake, the, you know, Jake smokes the, the, the weed in the intersection. Turns out, you know, it was laced with PCP. Um, so Jake kind of gets uh, black, blackmailed into participating. And uh, he takes Jake to uh, this apartment with these, uh, these, I don't know, these Vato kind of dudes. Mm-hmm. And they're playing poker. And this is 1,000% the most chilling scene in this movie. If I've seen this movie once, I've seen this movie a dozen times. And knowing what's going to happen, I just, every time, I'm like, it's so well done. He's playing Mario. And guy goes behind him. He's like, hey, let me see your gun, right? And he, you know, he goes around. And, and yeah, uh, Lonzo drops him off there to be murdered. Um. And they, once, once the gig is up and he finds out what's going on, they cuff him and they drag him into the bathroom and they got him in the tub, got a shotgun to his head with the, uh, Jesus shower curtain, by the way, yeah. I just yeah. I noticed that on this viewing. He's got his, there's always a little bit of your, <laughs> but he had the girl. That sounds like a good song, ID. but he has the, the, the girl who got jumped at the beginning of the movie cousins with one of the dudes calls her up. He's like, you skip school today? No. Like, don't lie right now. What are you doing? And stop lying. <laughs> yeah, right. Stop it. it. And turns out, no good deed. He saved this girl, and it was this guy's. And then that, I love the part where he's like, 
yeah, we're good, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want a beer or something? Yeah, <laughs> He's right. like, no, we're not good. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so then Jake leaves there, confronts Lonzo. Of uh, a big old, you know, shootout in the bed in the the house or the apartment where the Lonzo's son is chilling there. There's that moment where he's like, you know, who's he gonna pick? Who's he gonna go to? Um, in the end, Lonzo is held accountable for his actions. The the mafia guys get him under the overpass, and it's all good. It's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna get into some, the draft here in a minute, but um. So let's go ahead and put this on the shelf and we'll get to the draft. Okay. Okay. So gentlemen, this is an opportunity for you. You're going to decide if this movie makes the freedom cats library, right? Um, some films that have been voted in. What are some films that we've been voted? Pulp fiction. Yeah. Uh, what was the one we did last week? Um, killer. The killer. Yeah. Did we not voted that one it. down. That one didn't make it. Um, K packs. Yep. You that voted a, in. That was I a good film. It was a hard no for me. Um, sh- I, I, another one, great film. Didn't make it. I, m- I bring it up every week. <laughs> Shogun assassin. Uh, he does yeah, bring that up every yeah, week. No, sh- let me tell you about Shogun cool. assassin. I'm learning some new movie names. No, here, Shogun but. assassin is an incredible film um, about the, uh, there's this guy. He is the Shogun's. He is the Shogun's uh, samurai beheader and the Shogun betrays him. And then he goes on a absolute sort of just, death just kills his wife is there to kill him doesn't kill him kills and his now, family now uh, he's on a vengeance he and the tour. baby go uh go hunting yeah yeah. Like a Kill Bill. Very much influenced. Kill Bill's very much oh, influenced by this movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. It was early on. I think if we rewatched it, it might make the cut. Ha. <laughs> is that right? If we rewatch the actual movies, not the not the cut up thing Whatever. that we got. All right. Uh Jim, does Training Day make the Freedom Cats canon? 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Chris? Yes. Doug? Yes. Yeah. Stefan? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a hard yes. So absolutely. Welcome. Welcome, Training Day. Yay. 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 Picked a good one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, now, guys, I have a list of things here that happen in cop movies that I want to know if it ever happened to you in real life. Okay. <laughs> I like this. I know one of his questions. Right. You've been asking me this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a, 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 common, a common occurrence in cop movies is uh, commandeering a vehicle, right? You're after a suspect, maybe on foot. Suspect jumps into a car. You have to, police, I need to take yeah. your car. And... I, Jim, I know you've yeah. wasted your career and never done this. Yeah, no, no, that's not entirely true. <laughs> okay. You know, but you just don't like my answer. No, please. Yeah, share so your it's not like the dramatic fashion, like, you know, holding a badge in front of a speeding car and that sort of thing for me. But have I used a, a, a gator or have I right. used a boat, you know, to go out in Middle Lake or a, a golf cart and those types of things? Absolutely. But it's never like... Hey, you're gonna give me this. Some guys Mercedes. Hey, can you can you help me out with this? You have a four wheeler. I need to get back in that woods. Absolutely. Do you want me to drive, or do you want to just take it? Type. I, I love the exciting nature proposed of a golf cart chase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. You gotta, you gotta you gotta see the golf cart. Some of those golf carts, man. <laughs> yeah. Some of the golf cart. Uh, Chris, Doug, ever commandeered a vehicle? I would say. My the answer is the same. If you're talking about using other people's conveyances, a boat really, really hits the mind. We've used boats. We, a couple we times. use them a lot, but it's never like what you see in the movie where you step out in front and put your badge out and say, "Give me your boat." It's you have a conversation with them. A lot of the times, they're the ones that's taking you where you need to go, right. especially like you know out in the middle of Wallasey or whatever. So yes, that has happened, but not in the way that you're thinking about in Starsky and Hutch and stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding out for the Lamborghini. One day. Yeah. One uh, day. Holding out hope, holding out hope. Um, do, uh, seems like in movies in some cop movies, uh, you know, the hero will take a lot of gunshots and still keep on and get it done. Like, can you take as many gunshots and still police as they do in the movies? I don't think any of us have been shot. No one's been shot. No? I, I think it's a proven fact that 
will run out of bullets. They never do in the movies. Okay. But we'll, right, right, we'll yeah. Run out of yeah, yeah. Do you guys have unlimited ammo like they do <laughs> yeah. in the movies? I'm always that critic about movies too. I'm like, no, I counted. There, there's yeah. only so many. How does he right. have more? How's like that's that? so unrealistic. Yeah. It ruins a movie for me. He should have had a mag change by now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do do they always assign the rookie cop to the detective or cop who's just about to retire, who's just too old for this shit? <laughs> There's some parallels. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, that's good. That's good. Um do do all do cops do, do cops own boats? A lot of times in movies, there's always the old cop is working on his boat. He's you know three weeks from retirement until then he's going to take weapon. his boat. Lethal weapon's a good one. Running scared. Uh, I don't know. Can you think of anyone? I do not own a boat, and we have we have a couple, we have a couple yeah. guys that have boats and hobbies, or maybe yeah, not necessarily yeah. a boat, but yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, shoulder holsters. Guys walk around the office just with their shoulder holsters. 1990. Yeah. In the 90s, that was big. 90s, that was big. Not so much now. Yeah, all yeah. of our detectives back then yeah. had it, but not now. A lot of times the detectives are detecting like where they put their gun. Like, where's the last oh, That makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. All right. Um, so, uh, uh, does uh, has anyone ever gone on like a revenge adventure to? Uh, avenge their their partner like a like a beverly hills cop kind of thing like a one man oh like off the like off the, like on his own time going own. to go settle the yeah. score not that i know of. not that you know of no i can't think of i don't, <laughs> I don't believe so no <laughs> that's a no that's a no all right all right little hesitation but we'll let that go um uh, oh, oh, does does Jim ever come to you guys and say that he's tired of defending your screwball antics to the commissioner? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, for me. No. No? Not to the commissioner. Yeah. yeah. I have some things to work on, but... Yeah, right, okay. All right, that's good. Not I appreciate your honesty. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, is there... Is, are there ever like super cops like you know like cobra was like a super cop right or like every you know he got to, he got to get away with stuff or lonzo's like a super is the super cop trope is that a, is that a thing i don't i don't think so i mean there's always those officers like when you're a young officer you kind of cling to certain ones right because you're just yeah. inspired with the way they do business or whatever. So no Axel but, Foley's. No. Yeah, I think there's some guys that are just eager, gung-ho. You know, they, they, they truly, you know, they, they want to go out and, you know, do good and, yeah. and, you know, serve justice and clean up the streets, but not, not I, to the extreme. I would say there are some really good cops that do really good work. But I would say it's not in the way that it's portrayed to you out in Hollywood. I, I would say it, it, it has a lot of other aspects besides that that makes them really good at what they do. Yeah. Do you guys have like a lab where somebody's always like doing fingerprint and DNA work? And <laughs> that, if I may, that 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 the NCIS TV shows. Yeah, I mean that hurt us. That hurt us because people were like, well, just take some fingerprints. Like, you know, it only takes 15 minutes on the TV show. Yeah, they had, oh, that, okay. they had that felony solved in an hour with yeah, commercials. What are you, what are you guys waiting on? Yeah, what do you, what, why can't you do this? So you, so you don't get DNA results in the first 20 minutes? No. There's no one carrying a rib around our office. No. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, like, nothing like that. Um, Crime scenes take a little bit longer than that. Like, But we do have people that do that kind of work. Yeah. It's just yeah. not... It just doesn't look like you see it. Like a dedicated place with like black light. Do you know uh, Lieutenant Spangle? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Josh is that guy for us. Okay. Um, and he's 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 pretty humble, but he's pretty daggone good at what he does when it comes to crime scenes and putting pieces back together. Because and, in the episode, that you sort can of have thing, the, so. crime, the crime scene, the DNA analysis, the court... And then you know the conviction all in all in one episode. <laughs> so I don't know what your guys are doing. Quick, what's yeah, the deal, right. guys? Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're, but yeah. I will say we get convictions off of fingerprints. We get convictions off of DNA. Yeah. Um, 
you know, good, good quality police work. We do get convictions off that. It just doesn't look whatever, but look like what everybody thinks it looks like. Well, if you talk about like uh, what just recently happened over Noble County, that was a 1970, a case in the 70s, um, you know, where they're able to get um, two, two men uh, incarcerated for an unsolved murder, excuse me, unsolved murder since the 70s. And DNA was had a lot to do with able to, for them to be able to be able to do that. So, okay. All right. Yeah. So I mean, DNA was, things seems a little more realer than. Yeah, it's just not in an hour episode, like okay. I'm thinking. We'll uh, work unfortunately. on that. Yeah, we'll right. Yeah, we'll get on that. All right, it's time to draft. What about citizens' arrest? Oh, that's, citizens that's the arrest. one question I had out of all your questions. Uh, yeah, is there can such I thing as citizens', citizens arrest? Because I would like to do a lot of them. I've I've done it on a traffic stop where I've had a citizen, along with myself, both sign the sign the traffic ticket, and uh, I mean that was that was that was mid nineties stuff. A citizen definitely can engage the criminal justice system when they've witnessed a crime, but I would not recommend them to to be your Axel Foley out there taking Man. them into custody. I was about to get some cuffs. Yeah, I will tell you that we and I say this all the time. We are very fortunate in where we live and. There has been times in my career, especially with the sheriff's office, you know, if you only have three or four guys working, um, it's a big county, and you got someone that's giving you fits and you're struggling with them. I've had it where citizens are seeing what's going on, and they offer, you need help, officer? You, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, I need help. Come lay on this person while I try to get their hand behind their back type thing okay. because, you know, we're not supermen. We can't, you know, right. you, you like to think that you are, but there's, there's times where... Uh, I, I was glad that there was some good citizens around to, to assist me. But, but I can't make a citizen's arrest. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that, Chris. I'll, I know the Miranda. Yeah, I've seen enough movies. I, yeah, I know. I know. You can come be a reserve deputy if you want. Dude. Ooh. Dude. Hey, I, I have seen a citizen save an officer from serious injury. Okay. And, That's cool. And I, I will tell you that... Our public is good. They do get involved. Yeah. And when we need help, they help. Is the involvement always good? Well, there's time there's always times that you would prefer less than what you got. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Beggars sometimes can't be choosers. No, that's good. No, that, I like that's good. That's good. All right. It's time to draft. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a standard fantasy draft but we'll go snake draft so uh we'll go this way we'll give you guys you know you guys will get the first three picks and we'll go to stefan then he's he gets the fifth and the sixth pick then we'll wrap, wrap back around um jim you good i think so i i mean this so i get the first pick you get the first pick so and obviously it, it's got to be training day right I don't know. I mean, it's a good one, but is it the is it your number one? Well, that's the one I I went to, right? So I think it's got to be training, training day. Yeah. Number Jim Smith, training day for the number. One. I'm going to write these down because we're going to post these on our socials and let people vote on which of you put together, which of us put together the best cop team, cop so, movie team, cop movie team. So Jim's taking training day. All right, Chris, lethal weapon. Oh, oh, see, that's, that's a good. One. That's a great. He pick. stole yours, didn't he? That's a yeah. He did. Yeah. Oh, my favorite. Okay, question. Uh, is the first one the best one? That's that's the one I always go back to. Okay, because I'm a Lethal Weapon 2 guy. You like to. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Doug. Okay. Is that a cop movie or like... He's a U.S. Marshal. He is. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. Tommy Lee owns that. But Harrison Ford's great, but Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Great. Um, fugitive. All right. I'm uh Heat. Good De Niro, one. Pacino. Heat's my number one pick. So I got two? You get two you got you I get, get the two. next two picks. All right. They have to be on the list? No, they, no, no, oh, no. The list was just like no, list. yeah. The list okay. was just a Get the, okay. get the get the ball rolling. You can pick whatever you want. So I'm doing, uh, as my first pick, I'm going to do Bad Boys 2. Oh. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that is that is my preferred Bad Boys movie of the three that are that are out there. Okay. 
so Bad Boys 2. And then I'm going to go one that uh, I actually mentioned it before the show, but um, A Man Apart. Uh, a Man Apart. That? It's a Vin Diesel movie. Uh, he's DEA. Goes down to Mexico. I don't know if I've seen Makes arrests. They come up. Uh, the cartel comes up, kills his wife, and then uh, chaos ensues. Okay. I haven't seen that. That's um, a good one. Beverly Hills Cop. Foley. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Doug. I mean, we had this discussion at the end of the last show. Die Hard, a cop movie, a Christmas movie. Like, what? Do, what's the vote? I Are we cop so. movies? I, I mean, if, if I Fugitive so. is a cop movie, then Die Hard's yeah. definitely okay. a cop so. movie. He's, All right. he's, he's McLean, and I'm just mad you took it. I was really... De- well, I'm going to come back to it. I was hoping, I was hoping it was going to swing back. I, I might pick it up on the next round. I, but. Watched, I actually watched... Oh, you you ready to make some deals? I'm gonna make some deals. I'm gonna go. Is my pick correct? Did you just did you just yeah. take Die yeah. Hard? No, I did not. Oh, you did oh. not. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go with the other guys. A oh. Great pick. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a great pick. Will Ferrell, the wooden gun. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Dirty uh, Mike and the boys. Is that the office pop? The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, office pop. Desk pop. Everybody does a desk pop. So good. That's a good one. That's a good pick, Doug. Chris, second round pick. Yeah. Mm. We, yeah. Good one. Yeah. Seven. Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. You've okay. never seen seven? I've not. Oh, the, 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 la- the scene with the box. Come on. Oh my gosh. You never saw the other one we were just talking about. But seven. <laughs> like, so you've never heard of it? You don't no, know anything? I, no, I haven't. I just learned something. So he's unspoiled. Yeah. I probably still have. I would love to see your reaction to that movie. Okay. Having you never having seen it. Wow. That's wow. Okay. Jim. Yeah. End next of, two picks. Ooh, two of them. End of watch. Good pick. Yeah, good. And uh, I'm just going to throw it out there, Chris. Um, Super Troopers. Wow. Good I did it. I, good I, in. I did it. Gosh. <laughs> Strong. Okay. So you're wrapped up. You're, you're, you, you, you're, You've picked Training Day, End of Watch, and Super Troopers. Yeah. That's a good draft. Okay, all over the board, really. But but that's all good. good ones. Chris, what's your final pick? I'm gonna have. Okay, I got first one. Yeah, because there's like nine of them yeah, now. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a Citizens on Patrol guy myself. Police Academy Four. Doug, final pick. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to go back to Die Hard. Ah, man. Dang it. Dang it. Dang it. Dang it. All right. That's, that's a heck of a pick, Doug. Um, yeah. Sure. Now, are, where are you? Wh- real quick, let's just go around the table. Where are you, Die Hard, a Christmas movie? No. No? I'll watch it at Christmas. <laughs> well, I would, yeah. Well, I guess I would. It's playing in theaters right now. They do it every year. <laughs> like you go see, you could go see Elf, Die Hard. I mean, oh, I'd absolutely do that. Yeah, yeah, I would. Stefan, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No, no, you're a no. All right. I mean, I kind of, I don't know. I enjoy watching it around Christmas. I, I, so I don't know what else you need me need. Uh, I might, <laughs> I might, I might just do that. Um, all right, my last pick. Ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun. Yep. Um, okay. Give me a second. You guys stole a lot of my picks here. Um, you know what? I like the way you think, Doug. Yeah. I'm going to take kindergarten cop. All right. It's not a tumor. Uh, first time I learned that boys have penises and girls have vaginas <laughs> was kindergarten cop. I saw it when I was 30, which was a little weird, but <laughs> Stefan, what's right. your final pick? Um, I'm going to go off the beaten path again. I'm going to say the Batman. 
Batman as a comic as a cop movie? Uh, what do you think? So the Batman, the new one. I mean, it's a vigilante movie. But yeah. He's not a police officer. I know. He's working with the cops. I don't know. That that yeah. was weird about that movie because that one. Did you guys see that this latest Batman? I have not. Okay, so it's the most. This sounds ridiculous as I say it, but would you agree it's the most realistic Batman? Yeah, and uh, I mean Matt Reeves uh, with the with the movie basically went back to the original premise of Batman that he was more of a detective than you know vigilante, if yeah. you will. You know, the world's greatest detective is Batman. So it's so. like it's a lot like Seven. Okay, the Riddler is like a homicidal guy. He does these seven type special crimes, special murders, and it almost kind of. The thing to me, it's so it's done so well and it's done so realistic that it kind of like, why is this guy wearing a costume? Yeah. Like you look at Batman, and you're like, and why is this? And he's like, why is this guy wearing a costume? The, the cops are strangely okay with it. Would you guys, how would you feel if there was a costumed vigilante here busting people, doing citizens' arrests? You embrace it or. Depends on if his costume was cool or not. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, Let me gadgets. put that on my list. Gadgets. Make a sick okay. costume. Yeah, so hey, I, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. I got a few. Uh, can we have this? Can we shout out just a few? Honorable mentions? mentions? Absolutely. So Copland was actually really, really good. Copland was good. You seen Copland? The sheriff of this town where like New York City cops live. Basically, they pick this little town. It's like, you know, they're away from the city, you know, and but, you know, I was going to see. I was just going to get you get the temperament here and see what you guys felt about. If it was a TV series, it would absolutely be Longmire for me. Which one's that? Walt Longmire on Wyoming. Sheriff in a small area okay and uh it's, yeah, blue jeans and a cowboy hat and he's got an old school bronco he, it's a it's okay. good bosh is great i love that series so you're just too old for this shit you just walk around saying that all day he's the guy that's got the young guy Mall cop. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. I never, saw, like it. A, I never saw it. Copper security. Yeah, that's a. Eh. It's more security. Yeah, he wanted to be a policeman. I think in the yeah. end he ends up getting to go to the academy, right? Yeah. So maybe yeah. you can tie that in. What was the mall cop one with Seth Rogen? I don't know. Where is a mall cop? I'm trying to think. I just watch it. A uh, TV show ago. for me, uh, The Wire. That's a good yeah, one. That's a really good one. Baltimore cops, but it's like the criminals, the cops, and then like later seasons it gets to like. Yeah, I recommend The Wire. Really good show. How about Blue Bloods? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Tom Selleck. Yeah, no, I'm... Yeah. 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 Uh, Men in Black. If I were to go extra... Wow, Doug, I like that. You know know what? Doug, you're pushing against the boundaries, and I respect it. Hey, Sheriff said bring my A game. No, I I respect it. Um, Men in Black, they're they're universal cops. cops. Um, Fargo. Yeah. Fargo's a good one. Fargo's a good one. Um, I also like Lone Wolf McQuaid. Any Lone Wolf McQuaid fans in here? Chuck Norris is a Texas Ranger. He's got this badass uh, Bronco in it. Uh, uh, David Carradine plays a Kung Fu drug guy. T- well, anything that has Kung Fu. Right. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also like Chuck Norris. So he's like, you know, Texas Ranger, but he also knows karate. I mean, it, it's... They bury him alive, and he gets out by driving his Bronco out of it. It's good. Check that one out. Any other? What did we forget? You're doing great. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's a really good one. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. Would it be like a play-in round? Like, I was so... Sometimes, sometimes with movies like that, like you're you're young enough or whatever, so like you you catch on on one of the sequels, right? So like the first Dirty Harry movie I saw was uh, the uh, the Death Pool, I think it's called. It's like four, and uh, Jim Carrey's in that movie as like an Axl Rose kind of rocker. Check that one out. That's a good pick. That's a good one, Doug. Another superhero. Okay, uh, who you got, Lonzo or? Callahan. 
Callahan. I'm a Denzel guy. Oh, I'm yeah. Not gonna uh, take Denzel, yeah. yeah. He's Bondu. Uh, unique villain role for Denzel. I don't know if he hasn't done too many, have been a villain too often. Just final thoughts on uh, training day and policing in real life. Got to tell you, fellas, no offense, sounds way boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you, when you, when you, yeah, when you compare it next to training day, yeah, I suppose it probably does. Yeah. But um, if I could just take this opportunity and just, and just tell you guys, and, and I try to, I, you know, Anytime I get the opportunity to do this, we, um, especially as sheriff here, I'm very blessed and fortunate to have the team that we have here in Kosciuszko County, the sheriff's office. I'm very proud of where we're at 12 months in. Um, and, and two of these guys, right, uh, it's two of them right here, you know, that are with us this morning. I mean, it's a, it's a team effort. It's collaborative. No, no one person can do it, and I couldn't be more proud of where we're at. Obviously, a lot more work to do, um, but... Um, so for whatever it's worth, and no, and from you know, I just want to say from like from my from my side of the whole equation, you know, you and your team, you know, are doing a bang up job. You know, you took a frankly, you took a lot of shit getting into this position, right? And you guys, you and your team, you guys are proven. You are there's no sweeter thing than proving doubters wrong, you know, and and you guys are doing that, and I'm um, absolutely, um, yeah. It's just good old fashioned hard work. There's, no, there's nothing special about it. It's just it's leading by his example. And it's, it's, I mean, it's not easy, but it's, it's easy because we just, we just follow his lead. And he's, you know, he rolls up his sleeves every day. He, he brings enthusiasm uh, to the department every day. And um, enthusiasm is contagious. And you know, positivity is contagious. Yeah. And that's what you that's what you have to have. Especially when you have, you know, a hundred and twenty five, thirty employees and you know, yeah. It's pretty neat to see. Absolutely. No, that's cool. And I mean, it's a credit to you guys, too, to be able to look him in the eye knowing that he's never commandeered a vehicle. You know, <laughs> yet you still, you know. Stefan, I don't know how you do it, man. You get past that, right? You get past yeah. that, and you, and I, that's that good for you guys, really. You're, you're the heroes. Yeah, it's called right. long um, suffering. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. All right. Uh, on behalf of everyone here at the Freedom Cast, I want to thank you guys for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. It's been fun. I'm Chris. Stefan. Jim. Chris. Doug. We are the Freedom, Freedom Cats. Cats. <laughs> Tippy River Adventures. Listen, you know what I hear all the time? I'm just going to be real. There's nothing to do in this county. Jody and his boys, they heard you say it too, and that's why they brought Tippy River Adventures to our community. Tippy River is one of the top 10 most vital rivers in the nation. Top 10 most vital rivers. When was the last time you went down it? When was the last time you saw the, that, that vitality just in your face? I took my little boy Sullivan on the trip. We still, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a core memory for both of us. A canon event, if you will. As you travel the multiverse, every Sully and Chris went on a Tippy River Adventure, and you should too. Tippy River Adventures was created to take the work out of experiencing because, like you know, it was it's it's tough work going down that river. E you know, at our level, it was tough work. So, but they made it easier for us, right? They cut the brush. They gave us they gave us paths to take our canoes down. That's the work that they do. You have equipment, but don't want to take two cars? Bring your equipment out. They'll make it easy. Trips as short as two and a half hours. They have taken effort and worry out of coming up and enjoying the great river. Have a church group, sports team, or family reunion looking for a fun and uplifting experience that you can have together? Come out and share an adventure together and they'll do the heavy lifting. If you're looking for something to do for yourself or with friends and family, that's fun and easy. An activity that gets you on the water, doesn't require gas or buying high-priced boats or mountain bikes. Give us a try. Listen, I mean, think about that. It's tough living out there, man. Everything's more expensive. JC, JC Innovations, as they partner with Tippy River Adventures, they've got your pocketbook as well as your heart and mind in mind. You can check out the fun experience or adventures. Have some fun on the river. Check them out on Facebook. They got a Facebook page, of course. You can book your adventure through the Book Now button on their website. That's Tippy, T-I-P-P-Y, riveradventures.com. 
or you can schedule through their Facebook page. They're looking forward to seeing you on the water.